Hello there and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Thursday afternoon, September 23rd, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockroft, fantasy sports savant, fan of the Yankees and turkey legs. Kyle Sapi produces and researches with expert dexterity, even though he roots against me in trivia. I'm just Eric Carabao driving the proverbial bus, Fantasy Focus Baseball presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Tristan, we're almost out of time for this season, uh, 10 or 11 days left to go. What are you still doing? Like, like, tell me some strategy. Is there anything that you can impart on the rest of us who don't win our leagues? Like, what do you, what are you doing these final ten days to, to help you win? First, I would like to know: Is there a fare for this bus, sir? <laughs> yeah, it's costly. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, well, a couple of my leagues have different approaches to this. Uh, three of them will round up this Sunday. We don't play the final week in the three home leagues, so. That's really? uh, yeah. is that really? I think that's overrated in baseball, but not football. But uh, but like, why? Why do you do that? It, it was once actually that we would conclude the points league on Labor Day because half the people in the league were big diehard football fantasy football players, and they just didn't want to worry about two sports. But we get rid of the last week because a lot of these guys just don't like dealing with the resting and the short starts and everything in the final week when the playoff races are largely decided. I, I don't necessarily agree with it. My keeper league plays absolutely every single regular season game that counts. They count game 163. You've got to set a lineup, including the possibility of that on this coming Monday, and that's it. You, you let it ride, projecting for the possibility of that. So as I said, the, the, the approach to the league is different. I'm looking very carefully at standings. I am religiously following the live scoring of my leagues. I'm sure you are as well. I want to know exactly where I'm at each home run and each RBI. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing anything of the kind, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm checking in to see how I'm doing, but um, one of my leagues, an important league for me, I have a shot to win, but I think I'm more likely to finish second or third offense is done. Like I can't move. So like mm-hmm. when, when Alonzo homers for my team, I, I don't even bother to look, I know I'm not moving up and I know I'm not moving down and I'm not into it enough to check the other teams to see if they're moving up or down, even though there are some raisins on the line. Um, and I have another league. It's a head to head league and I have the better team, but right now it's like five, five. I've already lost steals. He's up four steals to zero for some reason. Trey Turner hasn't run. Um, so in that league, you know, every win counts. You know what I did last night? Okay. Craziness. Alex Colomay comes in. I have Coleman both those important teams and I need those saves. I yeah. need the saves. And it didn't matter so much if he gave up stuff. I just, I have to have need the save. Yep. Even if he put four men on base, which he did. And he tried to blow the save, which he did. And I was worried, are they going to take him out? I didn't watch it. It was on my phone. I was thinking, ah, oh, don't bring in somebody else. Colomay ended up getting the save. I was happy. The Phillies, my goodness, with this team the last couple they of got, days. They got you a save if you had Ian Kennedy. I had him. I'm in the same I have no, situation. I have him here. nowhere. I, 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 he scares me so much. Oh, I, but look, as you just said about saves, the team that I have Ian Kennedy on is my NL only team. If I pick up the one point in saves by getting four of them from my pitching staff this week, that's it. The, the race is clinched. So I started seven closers or closer hopefuls out of nine pitching spots just because that clinches it the other categories are decided i see your point anything goes if if your league standings dictated anything goes yeah no i have a league one of the, the head-to-head league i may go up all starting pitcher next week um forecaster i'm sure you do it you do it every day now he's putting on his socks Three I forgot. I totally forgot. <laughs> First of all, you're in your basement. Why are socks just sitting on the floor of your basement? That's no, not my... right. That's not normal. They were not in my, on the floor. Oh, 
why would I put my socks on the floor? They were in my. Well, where else are they? Up on the table. They're in the in pocket, pocket next to my pens. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Your socks are in your pocket. Yeah. That's weird too. You're 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 a little bit odd. You're a Dr. Seuss story. Like it feels like we have a rhyme coming somewhere in here. I'm Mr. Rogers, man. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful Thursday in the neighborhood. I got to put some socks on as we talk fantasy baseball. Come on, there we go. Okay, nice. Hey, look, I'm not saying I'm normal, but you're a little bit odd. And your dinosaur socks too. Oh yes, from Me Undies. Yeah, fantastic. I don't know who's promote. <laughs> I don't know who our sponsor is this week. Me Undies are awesome. Okay, uh, let's get to some names here because you want to win your leagues. And by the way, if you if you lose your league because Adam Duvall passed, I don't know, Riley on the bases yesterday, that's going to happen. Thousands yes. of people are going to lose their fantasy league because Duvall has one fewer home run or two fewer runs batted in. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like, I watched that happen. I'm like, oh, my God. People are going to lose their leagues because of that. They will because of that. And what's going to be highlighted is there will be something that happens on the final day of the regular season because it always goes this way that decides fantasy leagues. I will never forget the multiple leagues. I got people telling me stories about, including in in the Bristol bullpen, the office league, where I forget who the Rangers closer was at the time. Not Nefeli Feliz. It was more recent. Blows the save gets the win in extra innings despite not deserving it, and that decided a lot of leagues based on shifting the category. So you're right, Duvall, that, that's, it's a story. I, and that's the great part of this fantasy baseball quest. Crystal bullpen. Man, when's the last time we played in that league? It's been uh, tough with the whole pandemic. We'll, Adam we'll Duvall, by the way, what a, what a great season. Not a batting average guy, but the power. My mm-hmm. goodness. And Atlanta's infield, three of the four infielders now have 30 home runs. Dansby Swanson has been in a terrible slump in September. He's not going to get the 30, I don't think. Although he's got Phillies pitching next week, so maybe he can. But <laughs> I, I just think it's amazing what's happening there. And like these home runs, Sal Perez breaks Johnny Bench's catcher record for home runs. Stop arguing about how many games he played at DH. Sal Perez, what an unbelievable year. It's 19 more home runs than he's ever had in a season. And Sal Perez did make it to my top 10 list of fantasy MVPs that I'm sure – Hundreds of people have read today. Um, You got to see. Well, I've already said on many shows who the MVP is, but the top 10, it was kind of interesting because you got to mix guys who were high picks with guys who weren't picked at all. And then I surprised myself with a couple of the names on the list. Um, Tatis has gotten to his 40th home run. Nobody saw when he had the shoulder thing in May. I did not see him ending up with 40 home runs. I don't think you did either. Oh, no, I didn't. I I mean, I remember, I'll I'll never forget this, the show that you and I and Stefania did where we were talking about the Tatis injury and that we were all concerned for the long haul. So the fact that he got to this number is pretty extraordinary. And by the way, I mean, since we got the dual trivia, I'm going to throw mine in here so that we don't get real confusing. He got to 40 home runs and 25 stolen bases, and he did it at the age he did. So the trivia, trivia that Eric won't know is tell me the the other three players who did that, 40 homers, 25 steals, before their 25th birthday. Four plays. History. I can't. We'll get there. We'll come back to it, just like we will with Kyle's trivia, too. He's got a great trivia question that's going to be tough for us, too. <laughs> uh, I think I know his trivia. I always know his trivia, even though he was against me. Um, your trivia, I'm trying to think, like, how old was Eric Davis at the time? But um, I don't even know if he got to 40. Canseco, oh my goodness. 40 uh, homers, get... 25 steals. Who did it? It's we'll get there. Howling yep. Bonds did it. Um, anyway, Austin Riley, my goodness, 30 home runs for him as well. And, um, you know, this Marcus Semien, he's already at 41. So everybody talks about Sal Perez passing Johnny Bench. Nobody's aware that Semien is now only two home runs from the all-time second base record. And I bet many, 
I don't know if anybody listening to our show knows who the answer to that trivia question is. Do you know? I know it. I've known it for a long time. Sonny Mesa, one point was, wasn't it Davey Johnson and his yeah. got broken by someone else? It wasn't broken. 43 home runs in 1973. Davey Johnson close? never had a season even remotely light. He's like Brady Anderson. Uglo was challenging at one. I remember Uglo got close. Samberg got 40. Um, David Johnson still has that record, huh? He wow. still has that record. 43 home runs as a second baseman back in 1973. You know, mm-hmm. Davey Schoenfield knows that. Anyway, Semyon, what an amazing year. He also showed up on my MVP list. Um, let's get to some names here, and you just tell me your thoughts. Um, Shane Bieber, starting this weekend. Thoughts? Giving him some innings to head up for next year. Cleveland has a lot of games. Maybe the second start could be useful. I think it's a Kansas City one. There's no way I'm starting him in this. He's probably going to throw 65, 70. Well, does it matter? Does it matter what it does this final 10 days for next season's rankings on Shane Bieber? Is he in your top tier? Is he in your top 10? He's probably on the fringe of my top 10. I'm, I'm a little worried about the injuries, but love the stuff. It, look, it's it's one little piece that's encouraging so that we don't go into the offseason with nothing but questions. Wander Franco, what are you doing with him? You activating him right away and give me your thoughts on him for next year. I will activate him right away. I think he has that kind of raw talent. Um, you might have incredible depth at shortstop and don't need him. I could understand that. Uh, next year, I'm, you know, in a way, the fact that he had his on-base streak interrupted by this injury might diminish his, his draft price tag next year. So I might be much more likely to be in, but I, I'm all in. I don't feel much different than when you and I discussed him two, three weeks ago. We Severino pitched last night. Thoughts? And what do you think about next two, year? Two nights ago, I think it was. Two nights ago. I don't the, know what today is. He threw two. He threw the two innings to finish the game. Looked pretty decent in doing it. Does he matter in fantasy? No. No. Okay, well, then we can move on. <laughs> he, they're ramping him up for a potential long relief bullpen role for a playoffs that might not happen for them. Gavin Lux of the Dodgers on fire is having a huge September. They're playing him every day now because Chris Taylor's been hurt. Um, I'm not sure what the exact power speed upside is, but maybe there's a 2020 guy lurking. Your thoughts on Gavin Lux? Can you make the case for him, I don't know, top 15 rounds next year? Top 15 rounds, I think I could. I've been closely following him now for two and a half weeks, I think it is when they moved him to left field. I like the fact that they experimented with him somewhere else and gave him a chance to play, and he's been up to the task. The issue I have is he's not hitting lefties at all yet, and they're a very matchups-oriented team. So there will be a limit on his playing time next year any way we look at it. Could pick up the try eligibility. Um, if I'm, I'll have to look at exactly whether he got the second base and shortstop qualifications, but second short left field. Interesting. Gavin Lux or Cody Bellinger next? Uh, you're not. I know who you're going to take. Uh, <laughs> That's no. Actually, that could be that could be a tough one. But I think it should be a tough one. But most people think that I'm nuts about this Cody Bellinger thing, and they're like, "All right, I'll gladly take him in round four. And I'm like, "You go and do that. I don't <laughs> you, think the, you go and do that. I don't think the offseason is going to go nearly as splendidly for the Cody Bellinger analysis as people think it is today. And Christian Yelich too, like yep. he's managing to keep playing, but because Milwaukee, well, Dodgers are in first, are, are making the playoffs. I kind of, I find myself rooting for the Giants in part because I kept saying all year the Giants were legit. I'd like to see them win the division. Dodgers could beat them in the playoffs, or they may not. But man, Adam Wainwright and in, in that playoff game with Jack Flaherty in relief against the Dodgers—that's very interesting. Yeah, isn't it? 
Yes, it is. But I mean, of course, it's still, it could be either the two teams. And in either case, I don't think the Giants or the Dodgers want any part of Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals. Which is kind of ridiculous because Adam Wainwright doesn't throw all that hard. It's a lot of, you know, Uncle Charlie's. It's just, he's having a fantastic season. Yeah. And he's a legitimate, he could beat Bueller, Scherzer, yeah. anything San Francisco throws out. I mean, you know, Kevin Gosman has not pitched well in the past six weeks. Right. So yep. that's something to watch they, too. As a matter of fact, the Giants have put themselves in a position that they probably have Logan Webb more aligned to pitch a wild card game than they do Kevin Gosman. And that speaks volumes about where they're at. So interesting. All right. So Shane Baz beat Robbie Ray on Monday. I, I was fascinated watching that. Ray was not good. Baz was very, very good. Boz, Boz, we got to get the right one in here. It's apparently I'm going to call him what I want. Five <laughs> innings. It was only five Ks, but it was good. But Joe Ryan in Minnesota doesn't have to deal with the Shane Boz team and how they're going to manipulate Boz's innings next year. Whereas Joe Ryan, I'm not sure is going to manip- manipulate it at all. He's going to be their number two or three starter. He had 11 Ks in five innings. I think it was yesterday. Might have been the day before. All the days are the same to me now when you never go out. But can you make the? I can make the case for Joe Ryan over Boz next year, based on their teams. Can you? Will you? And are either going to make your top, say, fifty starting pitchers? I think. I think they both will. Joe Ryan is very interesting, and we should not forget so quickly he was a Rays product. Yes. yes. So that is a big plus for him. But I, I would rather have in the Rays organization currently than out of the Rays organization. I. I don't know. And maybe I shouldn't be critical of Minnesota and how they've dealt with their starting pitching. They do have a a sabermetrically inclined manager. He's got really good command numbers in the minors. I see totally where you're going with Ryan. And I think he'll be an underrated sleeper, late round kind of guy, even in the mixed leagues. But Boz has, Boz has quite a ceiling. They could limit him to 140 innings. and could still put up, he could put up top 40 fantasy starter numbers next year. I think Joe Ryan, maybe Shane Bieber. Hmm. Interesting. The only difference is he's an extreme fly baller. We try. We try to be interesting on this show. We don't often make it, but I think we try once in a while. I'm just, I'm not, look, nobody thought Bieber would be Bieber, but you know, I looked at Bieber's minor league numbers and he was never walking anybody. It was very interesting. I got him in all my leagues. I don't have Joe Ryan in any of my leagues because he put up better numbers and everybody was paying attention and it was Tampa. But man, I see a comp there because he's not going to walk a lot of people and he's going to get a lot of strikeouts. Anyway, I, I get it with the I get it with the command, but the the batted ball sh- the batted ball shift and the fastball velocity different. are very different. All right, you know what else is different? When Tristan sings, please do so, sir, right now or else. Hey, hey it's a combo meal. Do, 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 do. Combo, combo. Do, 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 do. It's a combo meal. Home run plus steal. That's right. And- <laughs> I didn't tell him in advance that I was going to record it on my phone. But I thought by the way, I saw that. I thought I saw that in there. <laughs> you know what? Anything goes on this show, man. I mean, uh, producer roots against me. These players were making moves earlier this week and making moves. It's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. We have two combo meals since our most recent show. Jazz Chisholm of Miami, fourth of the season, tied for third most overall. Jazz Chisholm is great. Um, next season, 22 home runs, 26 steals. Is that too optimistic? 260? It's too optimistic and not nearly optimistic enough. 
well, all at the same time. That settles that. Welcome to Chaz Chisholm. No, but that's I, I, I love your number, and the answer will definitively be the overs or definitively be the unders, and that's the experience of rostering Chaz what do you Chisholm. Think, what do you think your projection will be? I, I'm going to say 260 with 21 home runs and 29 steals. I hate to be the pessimist, but I worry that the sophomore year after a winter of having scouting reports on the guy is not the time to invest. I will go under. I right. do think he has a very interesting and productive fantasy career. I think he's going to be the kind of guy every year you chase based on what the trends tell you. Fair enough. Uh, Minnesota's Nick Gordon, by the way, had his own combo meal. Maybe he has a starting job next season. He's not really an on-base guy. It's a lot more speed than power. But we talked about him recently. No need to do that yet again unless something has changed for you. I mean, is he a starter for them next season? I guess. I don't know. They got a few paths. He could handle short, second, or center. So they've got options. Right. I, I don't view him as a top of the lineup presence so much. No. I don't think they no. should. Doesn't have the walk rate for that. No. All right. Moving on. Now, time for the closer carousel, sir. It's the closer carousel. It sure is. And uh, it's a carousel. I like that you're dancing with me. <laughs> I feel like I should. I feel like, you know, you're putting yourself out there. Nobody else is seeing it except us. But I think it's important that, you know, I dance around it with you as well. Let's have some fun. Um, who are you adding in bullpens? Like, obviously, we know who's getting saves at this point. I don't think there's any new names that are going to come aboard before the weekend. Uh, Drew Steckenrider, clearly the Seattle closer right now. Um, Detroit, yeah. clearly Michael Fulmer right now. Um I don't know how many other teams we need to really talk about, but decent innings. Johnny Lasagna may return for the Yankees. That would, I assume it would be interesting innings there. Um, any other names that you'll just jump out to you to get? I mean, other than the ones we already mentioned, because we're belaboring the point a little bit. Those are the ones that I was adding in my leagues most recently. I did pick up Michael Lorenzen as one of the seven of nine, I just said. Um Stratton's out there in a decent number of leagues, not totally wowed by Pittsburgh's situation. Yeah, Baltimore's this... still going. Tyler Wells is still clearly Baltimore. Yeah, closer. can you believe that? I and I mean, I trashed the guy in the other show, and he had two terrible outings, and all of a sudden he gets a save again. <laughs> by the way, did, did you see the Red Sox using Garrett Richards in high leverage situations? That's they're desperate, it's odd, very strange what they're doing. I mean, Whitlock went on the injured list, so it kind of messed up things for them a little bit. Barnes is still not pitching well. They're not trusting him. Yeah. I'll go Garrett back to Richards. your, I'll go back. To I will say this. Garrett and... Richards has nice numbers in relief. I want to pull them up and give you the exact numbers because yeah. as a relief pitcher, he has not been the same starter added yeah. velocity. One less pitch that wasn't working. I want While to you look that up, numbers. I'll throw you your back. Your guy of David Robertson. You mentioned, you see David Robertson getting saves. He did, uh, Finish off this game yesterday, if I am not mistaken, after all the uh, hubbub about Kevin Kiermaier. How ridiculous. How ridiculous is that? I mean, Kevin Kiermaier did nothing wrong. Like, okay. Oh, I'm not sure I totally agree with that, but okay. Oh, come on. What is he supposed to do? He didn't know what that was. What is he supposed to? I'm not sure I believe that, but it it doesn't matter. I I mean. Don't throw a projectile at another person. You don't. Oh yeah, no, no, no question. That that's just nuts. That's crazy. You yeah. could hurt. Now obviously yeah. they didn't throw at his head. Yeah, the beanball stuff is nuts. But the whole thing with the card itself—that's—it's mm, nuts too. It's it's not worth it. I, I know. I I I disagree with you a little bit on that. With with the way the card situation should be handled, but throwing a baseball like that, especially that hard, and you know he was winding up and chucking it. 
No, I no. don't know how they don't legislate this out of the game. And and I know a lot of people listening to this show think I'm crazy here. You have to do it. You have to keep the peace in the game. This is how you do it. No, you don't. You don't throw a projectile at someone's back at 95 miles an hour or Baraki's mm-hmm. case, 90. Um, Garrett Richards as a relief pitcher, 14 games, 22 innings, 17 hits, eight walks, 25 strikeouts, 1.13 whip, 10.2 uh, K9. Mm-hmm. Pitch much better. He has three yeah. saves. He's legit. That's his role going forward. That's could, his role it, next year. You could add him. You could add Robertson for those, you know, Nick Anderson saves over the final 11 available. days. Hector Neris is pitching like multiple innings now because yeah. the Phillies don't trust anybody else in their bullpen. He won't get saves. Well, he might today because they can't yeah. use Ian Kennedy today. So Neris and might was off yesterday. Yeah, good call. So if you need a save on Thursday, if they can find a way to beat Pittsburgh. Um, anyway, moving on. Let's get to the schedule now. Oh, boy. The number one player on the player Raider is a starting pitcher, and he's pitching at Denver today in Coors Field. Max Scherzer. But you can't. How do you sit Max Scherzer? You can't. I you can't. can't. You can't. Yeah. And and we'll, we'll be kindly rooting for Max Scherzer to be awesome in Coors Field because somebody uh, near and dear to us on the show needs him to perform. Uh, <laughs> I've got him, and it's not quite as critical, Kyle, So, I'm, but I'm still rooting for him. Who does Kyle root for, though? Because Scherzer's facing a Kyle, Kyle Freeland. That's the tough question there. Because he always roots for his own kind. Anybody named Kyle and Tyler. Tyler is a different category. But one nothing would be just fine by me. I think that's going to happen. But, yes, we do root for Kyle and Stefania's labor team to win because Tristan and I did not win our labor leagues. I'm so happy that Chris Bassett is back on the mound for Oakland. Because he got hit by that line drive. I was worried about his life. And then a month later, he is back. He's at home against Seattle this afternoon, and we wish him the best. I mean, come on, people. There's there's enough hate in the world. Don't throw up people. Let's be happy. Peace. I don't always do it, of course. I didn't do it this past weekend. But we all have to. I mean, honestly, it's just nice to see him back on the mound. Did you throw another beanball this weekend? I did something worse. Oh, no. I did something bad. But I I got out of it. Um, Luis Castillo, who did not pitch Wednesday because of the rain out, Pitching against Washington today, but you should have him in all leagues. Not much to the, today to talk about. Michael Pineda, do you have anything to say about Michael Pineda versus Steven Matz? A lot of people like Pineda now. I, I don't against Toronto. That's too scary a matchup. That's one of the ones you want to avoid. Houston's another one that stands there, out there, cores we already mentioned. I, I can't buy in Pineda. By the way, Pineda will get Detroit at home on Wednesday in his final start. Likely right, that final works. start. I'm with yeah, I'm on board with that. You want Detroit, you want the righties going up against Detroit. Yeah. No, I, I can't use Pineda today. It feels like a Lourdes Goriel like four RBI game or something. Um <laughs> ESPN has a doubleheader on Friday, including a day game at Wrigley with Jay Happ and Justin Steele. Ha- look, give the Cardinals all the credit in the world. They won the wild card by not by not looking for other teams to lose, although San Diego helped. Ooh, well, they, they just wanted He's declared it over. It's over. Cardinals win the wild card. Come on. How's that not over? It's four games. And, and with, San Diego's got a horrendous schedule down the San stretch. Diego's got Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm a Phillies fan. Of course I want them to win the division. But Atlanta's not going to lose enough to let the Philadelphia Phillies win the division. And then they have a three-game series next week, which the Phillies aren't going to sweep. They don't, they're not good enough. So, you know, give St. Louis all the credit in the world. I mean, you Tyler O'Neill. Did you, you know Tyler O'Neill to do this? Wheeler, Nolan Gibson pitched that series, though. Eh, just pointed it out. Look, yeah. I will watch all the games, and I will root for my team to win, but I'm a realistic sports observer, too. Sure. You know, I know sure. my team's not winning the World Series. I know my team's not winning the Super Bowl. 
I know I want Ben Simmons out of town eight weeks ago. Um, other pitchers for Friday. The other game is Atlanta at San Diego on Friday night. And apparently there's a suspended game in there somewhere too. I don't know what's going on with that. That's two games. Like the, stats have, of the other game didn't count. I Yeah. So I have to see whether that uh, limits the second game to seven innings. I get really confused by the whole suspended games thing. Remember we had the Mets one that started in the first inning, but uh, I believe they're in the fifth of that game. Uh, Zach Greinke at Oakland. I am not using Zach Greinke on Friday. He's been terrible. He looks yep. done. He might not what be in the playoff rotation. What are you doing with him next year? Top 40 starting pitcher or no? Hard to believe we're even saying that. Volume could get him there, but you know I don't like chasing the volume. So I lean probably not. Probably not. Eric Lauer at home against those Mets. Those streaking Mets. Use Eric Lauer. Jack Flaherty's on the mound at Wrigley in the second game of that doubleheader, but I don't think you want Jack Flaherty. He's not throwing more than 50 pitches, is he? I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Flaherty throws one inning, 15, 20 pitches total in that game. I'm, right. I'm not sure they can ramp him up in time for the playoffs either. I'm not sure. Like, where does he fit into next week's schedule? I, I don't know yet. So, no, he's a he's a no. We pay you to know, Tristan. You need We need answers here. You win all your leagues. I gave you an estimate, 15 to 20 pitches, one inning. There you go. Whoa, oh, 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 second Tristan, start. Yeah, they're, they're openly saying it's very limited and possibly just one inning. Saturday, oh. the, the rejuvenated John Lester's on the mound at Wrigley. Oh, revenge game. I guess if you need every last, I mean, Lester has pitched well in September. You know what? Give them credit. They created for happen. Lester, we, we laughed, we mocked. <laughs> now they're going to win the wild card by like seven games. Lester's in the postseason rotation at this point. We, we know that. See how he can't be. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a little scary to be a lefty going up against the Cubs because of the power they have. And I can tell you that they are a very strikeout-prone offense, one of the most in baseball, and that's not great for Lester. But you got to start him based on this run, don't you? I know. I don't want to answer that. I know. <laughs> you don't mind? <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you, but desperate, I... desperate measures. <laughs> oh, the Giants are at Coors this weekend. You do not want to use their pitchers, Anthony Disclafani and John Snow, on Saturday night. How about that one? Um, what are you doing with Sean Manaya? That last outing scared me. Home against Houston. Yeah, good. I've been concerned. That's not a good matchup. And by the way, his next one will be at Houston, which is really not much better. I'd argue it's worse. So uh, definitely worse. Thumbs down. Oh boy, he's making noises now. Um, what else? Oh, it's a Nick Pavetta day. We always like those. Honestly, do we really? Do we really against the Yankees? using Nick Pavetta? Like, what are you even doing out here? I remember um, Nick Pavetta's last game against the Yankees. <laughs> oh, Sunday night baseball. It's a battle of lefties on ESPN. Jordan Montgomery and Eduardo Rodriguez. Who you got there? I think we can ask that. I'll take Rodriguez there, but I don't feel great about the pick. I don't feel I I, the, they're close. How do you think the wild card ends up? We're both rooting. Well, obviously you're a Yankee fan. You're rooting for them. And I want to see Toronto, but I, I, I don't know how I want this. To, I mean, I want it to end with the Yankees out, but like, how do you see it ending? I think Boston's hosting Toronto. Boston's got a really, really easy final week schedule, and they're on quite a roll right now. And Toronto hits. Boston's at Baltimore early next week. That's pretty cool for the them. Yankees one, by the way, at Boston, at Toronto for three, and then they host Tampa for three. And you know Tampa, based on the history with the Yankees, is not going to just lay down and let the Yankees walk all over them. They're not. Tampa didn't lay down last year against my Phillies. All the Phillies needed was one win in that right. series. 
to make the playoffs and Tampa beat them handily in all three games and they embarrassed Aaron Nola. Mm-hmm. Never forget that. But Toronto and Boston definitely have the superior schedule to the Yankees. That that has a, it is. a lot of weight. Um, it's another Otani day on Sunday against Marco Gonzalez of Seattle. Unbelievable. But Otani, I, I thought he was done pitching and then he wasn't. It's unbelievable. And he unbelievable. could make two more starts. They'd both be against Seattle. He could pitch the finale in Seattle. Any interest in Jake Woodford at Wrigley on Sunday? He pitched well, five innings in his last outing. Yeah. And he's another guy questing for a playoffs uh, rotation spot. So I know that they've, that that's come up in conversation. I started him in a league of mine based on this, uh, these two matchups. And this was the reason was this Cubs matchup. So I'll say, yeah, I don't know how deep he goes. That's all. Brewers are struggling. Would you use New York pitchers against them? Like Carlos Carrasco, who we wouldn't normally recommend, but the Brewers aren't hitting all that much. They keep batting Yelich third. He's doing nothing, especially power. Would you use Carrasco? I'd prefer not to just because it's in Milwaukee. But to your point about Milwaukee's offense, the matchup's not so bad. I'll leave uh, no, but I would say uh, he's been he's been giving five innings, six innings late. I don't know. But it's we'll close. Shane, it's close. Shane Boz against Jesus Lazardo. Man, Lazardo looks terrible. Just terrible. And Shane Boz uh, pitching in the five. Well, that's right. He'd be on uh Five days rest. I believe. We should note that Monday, a uh, bunch of games start at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So get Rain your lineups in for that final week early. Um, that's a that's know. a big change. That's going to take people by surprise. Monday was supposed to be a very quiet baseball day. It's now a busy one because of the rain yesterday. Yep, the rain cost three games, right? So there you go. That is it for now. And now we get Kyle back in here if he doesn't mind to do trivia and hash browns. Kyle, come on down. I got you. We got trivia here. Can you name the three players with at least 30 homers, but under 400 at-bats this season? 30 bombs, under 400 at-bats. We'll get back to that. Taylor notes that there was a lot of hype around Andrew Vaughn entering this season. He wants to know your 2022 forecast for him. Yeah, because I want to really recommend him. I think this is a guy who gets it. He's going to hit for power and I think a 275 batting average. I view him as a future 300 guy who bats 275. Like he's the next. He, I mean, Abreu is not close to done, but like they could bat him cleanup right after Abreu, and it'd be fine. So, I I think a case can be made for Andrew Vaughn in the top 100 next year because I think 275 with 30 and 100 makes sense. Now he's not doing that now. He's not had a season like that right now, but he hasn't been overwhelmed. Unless you disagree. He has no. He has not been over. Uh, not been overwhelmed. I actually am really impressed by the contact improvement he's shown in the second half. The only real issue I have with him is the split. That's he's he's not been especially good against righties. He's been crushing lefties all year. But I'm with uh, uh, top. You know what? You're not going to have to pay a top hundred price. So I'm with you. Vaughn or this is guy Vaughn or Jared Kelnick next year. I'm going to go Kelnick. I think there's something to the platoon advantages he brings. Kalnick has had a better September speed too for him than his past few months. Yeah. Vaughn's not going to steal bases, Yeah, but Vaughn just seems like to me, like that rock 30, hundred guy, whereas Kalnick is not a 30 homer guy, but he can steal 15 bases. I don't know. Vaughn could definitely get up to 30 home runs. I, I'm, I'm, I agree I think with I'm taking Vaughn. I, you know what? Davey might take Kalnick, but I think I'm taking Vaughn right now for over Kalnick for next year. Anyway. I think that's about the right spot. Nick wants to know your feelings on Cabrian Hayes for 2022. Oh, my God, that guy. Yeah. Uh, that guy. 
I, when I looked back at ADP, ADP that works, and was trying to find like who I took over Otani, oh my, he was one of them. He and the other third baseman in Pennsylvania, I had them both over. I was like, I don't want to deal with Otani, and now I look like an idiot. And Cabrian Hayes didn't hit for any power this year, and Pittsburgh even told us that in September by batting him leadoff. And now I'm wondering if I just totally missed the boat on Bohm and Cabrian. And I don't even know if either are draftable next year in ESPN standard. I don't know. Yeah. So Cabrian next year, I'm going to say 270 with 15 home runs. That's it. Nothing special. And that's, that's not his ceiling, but how can we project more than 270 with 15 home runs for Cabrian Hayes next year or Bohm for that matter? You are correct, and I think the only way we can answer that question with anything different is if he enters spring training with some sort of major uh, change to his approach at the plate. 60% ground ball rate since the All-Star break. It is not getting better. Nope, that's not going to work, Brian. You need to do better than that. Welcome to the early Christian Yelich and Vladimir Guerrero. Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, like, I think Hayes, he's a gold-glove defender at third base. So he's got, he's got a job, unlike Bohm, who could be the next Kingery and be in the minor leagues where he can be in left field or the DH. But Hayes, like, I, you think of, like, gold glove caliber third basemen who just it took their time hitting. I, I keep using the Urshela thing. Like, Urshela took his time. He didn't never hit with Cleveland, and he hit with the Yankees. He's a very good fielder. I see a comp there, kind of. Okay. I could get, a, I could get behind Urshela. Then in time, it's going to happen, but... Is it next year? I, I just don't see it right now with what we know today. I don't see there being a reason to invest expecting it happens. Agreed. The most popular question we had come in was, is Bryce Harper a 2022 first round pick? Uh, 10 players. is a so I'm doing my there. top 25 for next week. Mm-hmm. And there's some obvious names that have to be in there. I don't have to put... Well, in my first round, I don't have to put a starting pitcher in my first round. I generally do not, or I have it on the, on the verge. Mm-hmm. Would I take Harper over Garrett Cole? Don't you have to, you don't have to. I'm not sure how I want to approach starting pitchers in the first round yet. I'm, he probably belongs in there and he probably Cole, this is should probably be in there and probably be taken over Bryce Harper, but I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure a starting pitcher belongs in the first round. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. That's you're far more likely to find a, you know, a surprise like Carlos Rodon off free agency in April. And then you are a hitter. Okay. There's a, there's a surprising hitters. Of course, Cedric Mullins is a surprise. Semyon is a surprise, but you're far more likely to get it out of pitchers. I want to build a strong base of offense. Yeah, I think Harper Harper and Freddie Freeman have to be first-round picks next year. They, they they do. They have to be. So I'm doing it. I think probably, too. We're, we're, we're sounding awfully confident about what might be the ninth and tenth-ranked guys is, is the only— Yeah, they're borderline. Yeah. They're not safe. The top of the first round is, is you know, Tatis, Soto, Vlad, Turner. The yeah. shadow will be there. Jose Ramirez. Otani. There's not a lot of room. Soto, you said? I did. You did say him. Okay. Uh, I think Harper and Freeman are pretty similar as borderline first round picks, depending on whether you put the um, the pitchers in there. 
Yeah. And I mean, people are going to say to us, well, you, you mentioned Otani, he's a pitcher. That's not really the point here. You're not putting him in the first round because he's a pitcher. That's the bonus you're getting. We're talking about, do you draft that ace who's giving you the potential 200 innings? I'm, I'm not sure. I think the second round is going to be packed with pitching. I don't know. I mean, aren't we like going to push them all back a little bit? I mean, first of all, that oh. top tier. No. I mean, no. the top tier of starting pitchers is going to be, I assume, um, Cole. Yeah, Scherzer, Bueller are the only obvious guys. Maybe Corbin Burns, maybe Wheeler. Woodruff. Yeah. But. And I think all of those guys are, for, for me, I wouldn't hesitate to have them today in my top 25 overall. I maybe, think the Grom is borderline first, second tier. That could so be maybe too. Yeah, he, so he'll be like my number four or five starting pitcher. But that's you, mid-second are, round, late-second round. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. That's And that's what it is. I think that that second round is going to be packed with that group of guys so that they're clearly in the top 25, probably in the top 20 overall. But first round, I don't know. You're taking Burns over Woodruff? Is that the better year? A little bit. Not as I, pro- I probably would. I love his stuff. I probably would. That's I, I love both guys, though. There's okay. positives for each. All right, fair enough. Sounds like you're opening hitter-pitcher if you were to try to plan the first two rounds for next season. I think it's important to get a strong base in hitting. Um, yeah. It's important to get an ace as well, but I feel like I can still get really, really good starting pitching in round three and four. Whereas with hitters, I'm starting to question a little yeah. bit. That's, that's the thing too, by the way, if you draw the eight in a 10-team league, there's nothing wrong with saying, I know my one pitcher from that tier that I love, and I take him at eight and then get the hitter next. Because that could well be a Freeman or Bryce Harper. I wouldn't be surprised to see Bryce Harper drop to 13-14 and you get a steal there. I agree. Okay. Last one. Steals and batting average are tough to find these days. Are you weighing them heavier when you're drafting early to try to get a foundation for those stats? Or are you just kind of letting it roll and try to get cheap steals and batting average is fluky week to week anyway? That's just for Roto Leagues and Points Leagues. You don't worry so much about that. Uh, Points Leagues, it's about volume and avoiding outs. Um, but Starling Marte and Whit Merrifield are going to be two of the most interesting players in Roto Leagues and Points Leagues. You'll be fading them early on. In a Roto League, man, I don't want to take Marte before round. Is he really a round two pick? It doesn't feel like a round two pick. It's not enough power. I feel like Marte's round three and Merrifield maybe round four, five. Um, but yes, in a Roto League, what I'm trying to do is get a strong base of hitters who run as well. So, I mean, if you think Yelich will do that, Harper's stolen double-digit bases. Um, but you, you need to get a guy who runs a lot. I mean, Cedric Mullins is going to end up going in round three, man, because it's the 30-30 season. He's one home run away. Cedric Mullins is going to go over Starling Marte because of the power. But you could you could project next year Mullins and Marte both at like 18 home runs. Who you got next year, Mullins or Marte? I think that's a fair, interesting argument. I like that one, yeah. I'll take Marte there just because I I – Will you? No, I mean, Marte's I, not even approaching 18 home runs this year, man. I think they could be. They're going to be a lot closer in home runs next year. I think, and I I would prefer Marte to fill my stolen base column of the two of them. But right, but why would you project Marte to, to go up in in home runs at age 33? I'm not expecting him to go up much in home runs, but I think of him as a 12 to 15 homer type. So if he has 12 right now for the year, he's just repeating that. It's really whether Cedric Mullins comes back to the pack, and I do think he will. That home run number is probably going to come down. The question is, are you drafting Mullins with the expectation of 25 homers or 20 homers? Probably 20, but I don't think Marte gets the 20. And Whit Merrifield doesn't get either to either of them. 
And if that's the case and Marte steals 40 and Mullins gives you 30, those 10 steals to me are more valuable than what might be six home runs. That's why I would do it. They are in a Roto League, but I don't know. It's a, it's I, don't, a good... I don't expect Marte to 312 again either. That's wild. Yeah. They're both he could end up leading the, the, the league. He could end up leading baseball and batting average and not winning a batting title because he switched leagues. What are these ridiculous rules? It doesn't happen in any other sport. Hockey, basketball, and Willie football. McGee had that, if I recall. Yeah, Willie McGee did that. Yeah, he did that once where he led both leagues in, in batting average and didn't win a batting title. People still care about batting titles anymore? I don't care And anymore. McGee almost qualified because they gave him that rule where you can fill them with uh, hitless at-bats. Yeah. By the way, to, to the point on this question, that tier we talked about in the first round is largely guys who contribute a good number of stolen bases. And I think that's the point as to why they belong there in that ranking set. Is I'm going to get my 25 steals from my first round guy. I'm going to get my Jose Ramirez or Trey Turner or Bulba or Tatis, somebody like that. And then, you know, one guy we didn't mention here was Mookie Betts. Are you taking him over Freddie Freeman and Bryce Harper? Is he in the first round? Mookie Betts might miss the first round. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a buying opportunity on Mookie Betts next year. I kind of want to make you that first round case, but it's eight, nine, 10. 79, 10, 11, I don't know if I take him over Bryce anymore. Even with the help in the lineup? Help. I mean, he, he missed a Compared lot of games. Bryce? No, he missed no. a lot didn't of steal, games. Didn't steal a lot. I mean, Dodgers rest players. Harper's played literally every day for the last three months. Bryce has become pretty durable. He also has the ballpark advantage of the two. That's important. I mean, Mookie Betts is not hitting 30 home runs anymore, and he's not stealing 30 bases anymore. I, I don't know if Mookie Betts deserves to be over Freeman and Harper. I'm going to... I mean, you, you said both of them, so it's it's kind of a layup for me to say that he's not done with both of those forever. But which one? I think there's a 30-homer season at some point in his remaining career. Okay. I think there is. I think, I, I think that that's more likely than the steals. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get back to trivia here. Three players, 30 homers and under 400 at-bats. I want you to name all three for me. Tristan, you get to go first because... You get to go first. I'm not. I'm not taking the one that we know. We're pretty no, sure we you, know one of these based on the nature of the game. It. And Eric loves the guy, so Eric, you keep him. I'll guess the Patrick Wisdom, but I don't think he's gotten the 30 homers. Wisdom is not there yet. Well, the obvious one is the catcher I wrote the letter to in a recent blog, Mike yep. Zanino. Mike Zanino is correct. Yeah. No way he has to be 30. Well, yeah, I mean, they're that... a combo catcher situation, and we knew he got to 30. <laughs> right now, the other guys. I mean. I would think if you've got 30 home runs and not 400 at bats, then you're missed. You missed games. Right. I'm trying to think of guys who missed a lot of time. And one of them I think is obvious because I have him on a SIM team. It's Schwarber. Schwarber is there. We will always try to get a Kyle into these questions whenever possible. So Kyle Schwarber is correct with 31 homers <laughs> wow. and 376 at bats. Wow. wow. Well done. But then the other one, man, I mean, because Schwarber did it last night. And again, I have him in our sim league and I'm, I know he's not going to play all 162. It's he's going to have to sit like 30 games. Um, so I, my shares of Schwarber are in a leagues where I picked him up then. So that's why I hadn't thought of it. <laughs> that a really good year. <laughs> yeah. High slugging for yeah. like 570 slugging or something like crazy like that. Yeah. The other one. <laughs> Then you got another trivia after this one. Remember, we got to get to the other one. <laughs> that is true. Kyle could get in on that, though. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm trying to I have no who... idea who the other is, Kyle. They, I mean, I mean, Tatis has got more than 400 at bats, right? I think he does. Correct. He missed 30 games. He has 442. Okay. The so... name's not going to surprise you. 
the name for for a power guy. Yeah. Not Nelson Cruz. He's played plenty. Nope. Yeah, more considerably younger than Nelson Cruz. Younger than Nelson Cruz, huh? Everybody's younger. Uh, the oldest player in baseball. Of the league, yeah. 90, 99. <laughs> Who's it? Is anybody older than him? Is Rich Hill? I think is the only one older than Nelson Cruz, right? Or Wayne? No, I, I'm not even sure. At one point, yeah, I think. Pujols. Wasn't Oliver, Oliver Perez? I think is a, the oldest guy to play in a game this year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's active anymore. No, it was uh, like the first week of the season, and he hasn't played since. Kyle really wants me to not get this, don't you? I do. And in Kyle's the worst in pain way. right now because he went. To the I honestly have no idea who this is, Kyle. If you give us a hint, I'm going to say I don't have the name off the yeah, top that, of my head. Like, tongue. I don't know my, I don't know who's going to have met 400 at bats. That's Eric. You get one more guess, and then I'll give you a hint because I, I think I have a hint for you. Avasail. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Oh, well, you're, you're you're celebrating that I wow. missed the trivia question. That's wow. a little petty. That's a little petty. Wow, Just a little bit. I'm not ashamed. He's gonna admit. watch out. He's gonna beat you in the back at your next at bat. Yeah, because I did something <laughs> wrong. I want to say you picked this guy to lead the league in homers either last year or this Fran year. Fran Moraes. Yep. Fran Thirty homers. Four hundred. Wow. Three eighty nine. No. He was on my like short list of names. Fran Mill. Oh, jeez. Three eighty nine. Thirty bombs. Good there question. All right. There it is. Hey, you know what, Kyle? You beat me. How about that? You want you happy now? All right, let's see which which of the two of you beats the other on the other question. I'm not gonna get this one. The other trivia question was 40 <laughs> home runs and 25 stolen bases in a year uh beneath the age of 25. They did it before well, the 25. Well, Acuna birthday. just did it. Acuna did it at 21 in 2019. He didn't just do it. Well, the last full season he did it. 2019 was a century ago. <laughs> It I don't think it like was, it. dude. I, I, I'm it gonna feels like it, there. man. Oh, it feels like it, man. I can say that. I'm sure listeners are going to agree that it feels like it was that long ago. Did A-Rod do it? A-Rod did it in 1998 as a 22-year-old. He had 42 and 46. Yeah, he had that monster. His best year was like his, like just like Travis, like early in his career, right? Third one's a toughie. Let's give Kyle a guess. Yes, let's. Kyle's never Kyle. heard of this guy. Hey, Kyle, There's I'm no way I'm getting you. there. I'm There's no way I'm you, Kyle. I this appreciate guy, that. Kyle, I'll give you a hint. How about that? I'll help you out here because Eric's been I, cleaning yeah. up at this one. This guy's probably, you know, three generations older than you, and he's a published oh, yeah. author. Oh, yeah. Published I'm very author. likely to get this. He's a published and author. He was a B student in middle school, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Three generations older than me is about two generations I'm, too old. I'm for exaggerating. Me to get this. this guy, this guy probably did it before you were born. Born, but it's close. Uh, I was thinking like it's a not like Willie Mays or Hank Aaron. No, 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 no. It's it's happened in the Roto era. All right, is it Canseco? It is Jose Canseco. Wow. 40, 42, 40, and eighty-eight. Yep. Good questions today. And that was before I was born. But yes, Eric got one of the trivia questions right. So I, I am a I'm a man of love, Kyle. I, I'm a I, man I, of I peace. Know, yeah. I take the high road. I always root for you. I want you to do well. You and Tristan. Eric and, is a uh, trivia machine, man. I he hope is, you win labor this year because it would make me happy if it you win. It was a brutal, brutal start to the week. So we are <laughs> we're hanging on by a thread here. But you got Scherzer and Wayne right today. So we do. So today's a very better. happy day. All right. So well, we're, what, what's your standing, Kyle? Give us give us the we're update. Now, we're now in third, uh, tied for second, third. We lost five points over the last two days. So that's, and how many uh, points you're looking at? Two and a half. We were up two and a half. Now we're down two and a half. Doable. 
crazy how fast it changes late in a baseball it's season, unreal. isn't it? It stinks. Just doesn't happen. Come on, Max sport. Scherzer. Come on. Oh yeah, if we yeah. can get like 15 shutout innings from between those two, I'd love it. By the way, Kyle, I believe the game 163s don't count in that league, but Eric already declared the Cardinals the second wild card, so it doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Yep. I think the only game that could happen there is Atlanta, and that wouldn't be 163, it'd be 162. No, it but could happen. Phillies... Giants Dodgers. It could happen. Why would they play an extra game if they're both in the playoffs? I mean, I understand because don't it's want to... that important. It's that important to avoid Adam Wainwright. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? We're that? still talking about Adam Wainwright after all these years. And I was thinking, is this one of his best? It's not one of his. He had some six war seasons, amazing seasons. He did. Amazing. This is one of the better years he's had. He's just a great story this season. And the fact great that you story, had mentioned Lots him. of great stories. Mm-hmm. And anyway, not only that, he's he's a great interview. <laughs> he's a lot. He's a fun guy. Yeah. Check, if you want a bad story to read, check out my, my blog today on the fantasy MVPs of the season earlier in the week. I did... What was the relief pitcher of the week? And then next week, it's uh, I don't even know. One of them is going to be all that bad. That's good. Come on, man. Oh, my top 20 relief rankings and then my top 25. What are you what are you still working on? So you did your pickups. Are there any pickups left or are we picking? We're giving up. Yeah. uh, Nope. I'm I've got the forecaster for the final week coming out uh, tomorrow, Friday. Uh, I will have a pickups and recommendations for the final week thing coming out on Monday. And we're tinkering with the plans for 2022 ranks there you go stay tuned tinker all you want this has been fantasy focus baseball presented by linkedin jobs thank you so much for listening to our little show not just today but also all season long if you've been doing that for tristan happy cockcroft kyle sapi and mike zanino i am eric carabell please have an awesome weekend